The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. It's October 2014. Taylor Swift's 1989 Scooter Braun's version has dropped and Labour have to shake it off after John Key is voted in for a third term. But National are not totally out of the woods yet. They've just been hit with a big lawsuit from Eminem. Remember when? (laughs) Also this month, Jim Hickey bows out after 26 years of presenting the weather on TV1. Perhaps it's because he couldn't forecast what was about to hit our country in a milky chocolatey wave of frenzy. Join us as we remember when the country lost its shit for Lewis Road Creamery chocolate milk. Kia ora, welcome to Remember When. This is your weekly dose of pop culture nostalgia brought to you by The Real Pod. My name is Alex Casey and I'm joined today by two people. One who is more of a Lewis and one who is more of a road. <laughs> Jane Yee and Duncan Green. <laughs> who do you think you are? <laughs> road? I, I thought I was the road. I thought no, I was you're road. the Lewis, Jane. I don't really know what a, I don't know what a Lewis is. So <laughs> You're the Lewis, Duncan's the road. Okay, it's pretty, it's pretty obvious. I'm, I mean, I'm also the creamery, but there you go. <laughs> the creamery is the podcast studio. Um, so we're here to talk about the most coveted Coveted bottle of milk ever created in New Zealand. I hoped to get one uh, for this podcast because after doing the research, I just have an unquenchable thirst for the damn stuff. It is crazy. <laughs> um, so this was 2014. Lewis Road Creamery was a relatively unknown uh, milk and butter brand at that point. I mean, as Alice Neville has written in her terrific reflection on this time, it was only known by kind of posho artisan food types. Did the two of you know about Lewis Road before the milk? I did, but I knew it as a butter that, like, some blogger used in their baking, you know, like a fancy blogger, fancy cookie blogger. And that's that's kind of it. Like, they had this, some sort of, like, an early sponsorship arrangement with Lewis Road. I definitely knew about it. My my Peter Cullinane, the founder of Lewis Road Creamery, I used to be in business with my with my uncle, and okay. so I, I sort of there we go, <laughs> <laughs> elites baby, <laughs> still undefeated. The Pharaoh said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I don't think we purchased it, but we looked longingly at it and just didn't didn't pay, spend the premium to get there. This was an amazing like just a hack to 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 kind of supernova your brand. Yeah, so it came. It was released to like certain media with a press release that they were doing a collaboration with Whitakers, who you know at that stage were also kind of 
approaching the height of their powers. They had started doing these sort of zany um, flavor releases that were getting a lot of attention on Twitter, like the LMP. Remember when they made that like crackly Yummy. white chocolate LMP and Nigella Lawson ads as well, like this kind, of, like that that they, they really did this big transition to becoming like they became New Zealand's most beloved brand in the sort of years leading up to that. So Whitaker's was just hot, hot, hot. And this was also a time where, you know, Twitter was still massive, you know, and Instagram was massive and there weren't really influencers in the same way yet. Like you mentioned, Jane, I think there were bloggers mm -hmm. and there were a few people, but this was before freaking Art and Matilda. This was before The Bachelor. This was before The Modern Influencer was created. So it was very reliant still on like a bit of media hype and kind of these newsrooms tweeting out, we got the milk. <laughs> this is crazy. It's delicious. Um, there's a screenshot in Alice Neville's story, which we will be relying very heavily on today, um, of Cuisine Magazine, who posted on Instagram and said, this is the best in capital letters. So they were starting to like get this hype already a week before the release. It was the end of September. Um, and what I didn't remember is it actually only came out first in like Pharaohs and very yes. few selected yes. supermarkets. It was really hard to get. It was like, really hard to get. And it would just drop and sell out and there'd be like... There's some at, you know, Pharaoh, you know, Grey Lynn or something, and people would be racing across town to get it. It was like a status symbol just to even hold one. And then these mm. these these uh, retailers would have to say, we're out, you know, like they'd have to, to stop people from stampeding the place once word got out that they had it. They'd be like, we're all sold out for the day at like 9.05 a.m. It became a daily hunt. There were people posting that they'd been driving around Auckland for two and a half hours <laughs> going to, at that stage, in the first week, it was just at Moore Wilson's in Wellington and selected Faroe stores in Auckland. And they were only making a thousand litres a week, which does not sound like a lot at all. So it quickly sold out. The scarcity then created this like insane level of even more mega hype. And they upped it to, I think, 31,000 litres the next week. It started going to New Worlds and um, various countdowns, still just in the North Island. And that's when the public really like latched on. That's when we started getting queues around the supermarkets, out the doors. Chelsea Winter, and I think this is interesting, Chelsea Winter tweeted that she would step over my aunt wow. <laughs> to get her hands on some chocolate milk. I mean, it's interesting because what is she talking about? <laughs> well, I, I almost want, can we, can we drill into that? Because like, yes. is her aunt dead? Like, like, or is it just like, because if it's... Has her aunt died in the line for the milk? I think she's sort of saying her aunt's in the line and she would basically push through that bitch to get to the milk. And and put her down. Yeah, but I want to know. Because yeah. it's interesting because it's that, that's the aunt is above, is it above a cousin? Aunt's above a cousin. It's, it's below a mum. It's below a mum. Which is the, the classic step over. But I feel like she's trying to, she's doing like a PG version of like, I'd shoot my grandma. <laughs> shoot like, my, is that even a phrase? <laughs> what what are you that? talking about? Well, the Casey household. Isn't it? What did she do? But I'm you? sure there is like a classic thing to say, and it's not that, <laughs> and it's probably not that either. But it's there is a not, phrase. It's certainly neither of those things. But I think we get the idea. I'd sell my kidney or something like that. Anyway, yeah. this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. 
With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. So she'd step over her aunt. Interesting because of the phrase, but also interesting because it indicates she hadn't been sent any. You know, like this was pre that. Chelsea Winter, also a massive celebrity chef at the time, that she was on board with the hype and the hunt just goes to show how how kind of, I mean, we can get onto the conspiracy later, but genuinely organic this whole thing was. They said they spent about $20,000 on marketing and that was it. And then the whole thing just completely, completely blew up. Um, and because of the lack of like major influences, what you actually had were little micro influences, which was your own circle of friends on Instagram and so on. So everyone was posting if they managed to get their hands on some, they were posting it. And the whole thing just, yeah, it, it turned into, like you say, a frenzy. And I bought into the frenzy. Well, I think we all did, right? The, the thing that's interesting about this is this is, I reckon, if you were to do a sort of organic marketing campaigns of the 2010s is probably number one, like in terms of, you know, the, the and thus became a playbook that, that people tried to, to ape in one way or another. It was very early actually also in the collaborations sphere, you know, now that they're sort of routine to the point of barely warranting a story, but the idea that, that brands would do these sort of crossover events, I feel like Abe's Bagels and Marmite did, did one around the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was also yeah. delicious. But, you know, like it, they, they were still noteworthy at the time. So there were just so many things, like the scarcity, the proto-influencer culture, the, the the collaboration that just can, conspired to just make it just go boom. And a very delicious product. Do you guys remember when you first yes. – remember when you, mm-hmm. you had your first one? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. So um, Joel, my partner at the time, and I were both, you know, out on the hunt. I was at home with children – um, so he was tasked with the hunt and there would be frequent updates. I would stay online to see where they might be and then I'd send him off and so on. Um, and eventually he he bagged one. It wasn't in the it was in the first week, but it wasn't the first few days. Like it took us it took us maybe six or six days or something to finally land one. And he brought it home. Just he only got the, his hands on the one because I think they started doing limits per customer. And um, fuck, it was really yum. Like it, that's the thing. And I, because you were saying. You know, we're talking about the scarcity, and was that part of their big plan? I don't think, that by the sounds of it, they anticipated this. The reason why it worked is because the people who got it really you could, fucking liked you, you, it. You couldn't plan for this. Like, no. uh, they were having to update on their Facebook, like you were saying, Jane, the locations and where things were sold up. They were also kind of trying to do like community management because people were getting really angry. And they had said that they had no idea demand would be so great. We are not a big corporate with endless machinery and deep pockets. Lewis Road Creamery is a small, independent New Zealand company just finding its feet. Our equipment is running at full capacity and we're working around the clock (laughs) to produce as much chocolate milk as we can. It was was in the New Zealand context almost had like a sort of, like it was a national security issue like, <laughs> like for, for, for bougie people like we really need this chocolate milk and this could have brought down the government like if this had happened before the 2014 
election. Maybe David Cunliffe's Prime Minister by now. <laughs> God, who only knows? I remember I, I got my first bot from New World Victoria Park, very fancy supermarket. Um, we were living in Ponsonby at the time, not but not uh, not in a house that you would associate with Ponsonby. Was this <laughs> the was... one that was next door to Barry Soper and Heather Duplessy Allen? Yeah, and it was the one that when I interviewed Heather Duplessy Allen once and mentioned I live on her street, she was like, oh, you don't live in that horrible, like, <laughs> rotting villa with mushrooms coming out of it, do you? And I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> not me. So anyway, I just, I, I, I was not, I was not a Ponsonby elite, but I did live in Ponsonby and I did secure a bottle. And I remember Joe <laughs> posting an Instagram, very blurry at that time, blurry Instagram of me necking the bottle and writing, uh-oh, my girlfriend just joined the bourgeoisie. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his way around a caption, that boy. <laughs> and I also, Jane, remember being incredibly impressed by the taste. It is like insanely delicious. And they had the, there was the like the chocolate settled on the bottom, which probably happens in a zap or a nippies, but you can't see it because they're in these tetra packs. So you've got this beautiful, very fancy looking bottle with like gorgeous golden writing and so on. And then you've got that lovely chocolate sediment on the bottom, which is like this is the real deal. And mm. it was very, very delicious. People started making their own. People who couldn't get their hands on a bottle. Because, yeah, like you say, not only was it selling out, but they also in some supermarkets put in a two-person limit. <laughs> um, and people accused other people. There were fights broke out because someone stole one from someone's trolley when they turned around. <laughs> like, all this crazy Chelsea shit was Chelsea went going to trample her aunt. <laughs> exactly. Again, this is just like, there's so much of this podcast is like looking back on things that gripped the nation and just, just like take me back to this innocent <laughs> time when this was a months-long rolling scandal was <laughs> chocolate milk. Absolutely. and um, But, yeah, because people, people who couldn't get it started trying to make their own at home, including Julia Deans from Fur Patrol, <laughs> <laughs> who tweeted her attempt that was mixing kind of like the Whitaker's Dark Cacao with a bottle of Lewis Road. She shared it with the hashtag, hashtag not the same, <laughs> hashtag close enough, <laughs> which is just beautiful. Like, I really miss that part of Twitter as well where hashtags were a real thing. Um, black market emerged. People started making fake Lewis Road milk and putting it in the old, like the regular Lewis Road milk bottles and selling them off. Wow. Um, someone posted on Facebook, they said, um, I think I've just been a part of the first Lewis Road Creamery chocolate milk scam. Oh the my seal God. was already broken and upside down, the wrong cap colour, no proper branding. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> and then posted like the fakest looking milk you've ever seen. But where online. did this person buy it from? Like did they <laughs> buy like it from milk. a back alley? I mean, that wasn't a new world, was it? You know? No. So they were they must have realized the risk they were taking. It's crazy. It's crazy. There was people there were reports I read on a a, a YouTube a YouTube investigation about this very thing that uh, supermarket staff were also taking armfuls of at home right. and reselling it for five dollars a pop. Trench coat with Lewis robots. <laughs> <laughs> it started selling on Trade Me for like twenty, thirty dollars a bottle as well. In the in the absolute peak of it, and much like all our really cool, important national scandals, it went global <laughs> <laughs> pretty fast. So it made it to the Daily Mail, BuzzFeed. All the way to uh, WKRC-TV in Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm a simple man. 
with simple needs. Family, friends, bacon, Huey Lewis tunes, Star Wars movies, and a glass of chocolate milk before bed every single night. If I were in New Zealand, however, that last one would apparently be inexplicably difficult to come by. Okay, get this. Straight out of Auckland, yo, security guards are on alert. And a limit of two bottles per customer has been put in place as the demand for Lewis Road Creamery fresh chocolate milk has reached a fever pitch. Here's the thing, guys. So far, I can't figure out why. Huh. I don't know if Lewis Road Creamery has magical cows or enchanted <laughs> cocoa beans or what. All I know is so far, New Zealanders, they're quite literally lining up aisle after aisle to get their hands on this stuff. And quite literally, security teams are being put in place at, at, at grocery stores to maintain order bottles of that stuff, now even showing up on a website called Trade Me for 30 bucks a bottle. Really? What? For chocolate what? milk. That top one in that uh, Trade Me clip. listing is half drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's dollar reserve. <laughs> As is where is. <laughs> it just actually reminded me when you said that, Jade. I remember... So I can't remember who, it might have been Lucy Z or somebody trolled people on Instagram by buying, this is another important point, is it was not available in the South Island. While this was all happening and this was a national news story, it wasn't available in the South Island yet. So there was, you know, again, the North-South divide grows. Lucy Z (laughs) poured a bottle of it down the sink on her Instagram story. Oh my God, viral evil genius. If this was not Lucy Z, I'm very sorry. I, I can't quite remember, but someone... Poured it and just got absolutely destroyed. I can imagine that 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 would be like when Pebble Hooper did the world's worst joke. Like I can imagine that would be like the end of your social media career. Like you have to go to sort of like a social media jail for five years or something. I love it though. Absolute I love anarchy. it. Um, okay, I just want to let you know if this has sparked something in you. The oh, I was about to say the good news is you can go to Countdown. You can't. Uh, the three hundred ml bottle of Lewis Road Creamery flavored milk chocolate. It's on special for $3.50, say 49 cents. It's out of stock. Um, New World, you can get one for three, full price, three ninety nine though. Wow. The frenzy lives on. Um, yeah, so that, that was that. It was only it was a year later it made it to the South Island. They upped their, um, they upped their production with a second milk processing facility in uh, the Waikato and were able to produce enough milk to keep the whole country happy and introduce new flavours such as vanilla and coffee. And there was never any problems in New Zealand. (laughs) Amen. Everything was fine. So I have to go and chase down some milk now. Thank you so much for remembering with us. We'll be back next week. Kia ora e te iwi, te Ihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.